0: Rebecca and Steve were tearing out their hair with the stress of getting their luxury household goods to customers cost-effectively and with no mistakes. As their startup, Taupe & Color, grew, shipping had become so expensive and challenging, they were watching their profits go down the drain. Now, that's a quote from a customer success story that someone should have written but didn't, so I wrote it. I'll tell you what I mean in this episode. This episode is a bit of an experiment. It started when a friend mentioned a company he was interviewing at. So I checked out the website, as one does, and I saw that they had some customer success stories. Since I'm interested in how well companies tell their stories, I checked a few out and I saw some opportunities for improvement. Now, I've talked a lot about the importance of customer success stories for us as product managers to help our sales organizations understand who to sell to and how to talk to them. For our marketers to know who to attract into our funnels and even our developers so they understand the value of the work they're doing. For example, in episode number 70, I go on at length about using stories in your go to market processes. And in episode 71, I continue the storytelling theme with more proven secrets for brilliant storytelling. Episode 61 is all about reducing your prospect's perception of risk during the sales process by pre handling objections using customer stories and other techniques. And those are just a few of the most recent episodes that touch on storytelling and its importance for go-to-market, influence, and persuasion. But in all those episodes, what was missing was examples. I really wanted to show how to do it from first principles. So thanks to this nameless company's website and their story, which I have anonymized so it can't be recognized, I have a really good before and after example. Hi, this is Nels Davis, and you're listening to episode number 102 of the Secrets of Product Management podcast. You can find the show notes, including links to the podcast episodes I mentioned earlier at secretsofpm.com 102. Now, one of the secrets of successful product managers is storytelling. And in this episode, we're going to drill into a typical customer success story. And I'll show you how I'd make it into an extraordinary customer success story by building the drama, the emotional engagement, and the transformation using the techniques I've talked about in previous episodes. Now, this company that sells a tool that sits between other tools in an e-commerce site and an e-commerce value chain. Now, a customer would use this tool to streamline the integrations between other applications, like their shopping cart systems, shipping systems, and payment systems. It turns out this can be very complicated, as you'll hear. Now, the way we'll go through this story is I'll read you kind of a shortened and sanitized version of the original story. I don't want you to have to spend all day listening to me read off of someone else's site, but I will preserve all the key illustrative points. Then I'll go through a handful of key improvements that I'd suggest making. Some of them are implied by things that show up on the page; others are inferences I made, and I'll be clear about how those apply. Now I've changed the names of everything in the story: the client, the product, the other tools it integrates with, and I've also circumlocuted around the circumlocuted. I just made that word up apparently around the actual function of the product. So first, I'll start with the original story, and this is about two two and a half minutes. I'll go through this quickly. So this is what shows up on the website. It starts with a pull quote, thanks to FlowState, we're able to ship from BoxItUp in a fast and integrated fashion. That is a quote from the customer, Steve Field, who is the co-founder at Taupe & Color. The title, the headline of the story is how Taupe & Color cut their shipping costs in half with FlowState. So FlowState is the name of the company. Any e-commerce business hoping to enchant customers and grow has to find ways to reduce shipping costs and increase shipping speed. It's an essential part of operations, and it was a key challenge for taupe and color. This online store was the dream of founders Rebecca and Steve Field. The idea itself was born out of their own need. Rebecca was a talented decorator looking for smart, practical pieces for her own home, so she began designing the products she needed, starting with woven baskets and hampers. The designs blended neutral colors, quality construction, and practicality with a modern, sharp, and minimalist sense of beauty and style. After creating their first line of products, Rebecca and Steve started selling on their own website before expanding to Amazon, Walmart, Etsy, and Jane. But as the product line grew, fulfillment costs grew too. Topin Color used a single warehouse based in California to fulfill all U.S. orders that did not go through Amazon's FBA process. This made shipping slow and expensive. The average shipment cost was around $13.00. So the challenge, high shipping costs that could curb growth. That was kind of a pull in the story, a pull quote. As a small family-run luxury brand shipping around 2,000 orders a month and growing between 10 and 20% year over year, $13 shipping per order was not sustainable. Rebecca and Steve had to find a better solution. They had to find a partner that could save them money and help get products into the hands of customers faster. After thorough research, they chose Box It Up, We decided to use Box It Up mostly because of the fulfillment prices. They're really competitive, fast, and do a good job with their customer service and taking care of what we need. Now, one confusing thing about this story is it's not about Box It Up. The story is really about this other product, which is called Flow State, right? So that's a little bit confusing, but just wanted to... And there's going to be another product mentioned as well that also is not... what the story is about. So that's an aside. Back to the story. We decided to use Box It Up mostly because of the fulfillment prices. They're really competitive, fast, and do a good job with their customer service and taking care of what we need. So switching to Box It Up from their current warehouse could cut shipping costs in half, and it was going to make delivery outside of California faster too. But there was a challenge. To use Box It Up, Taupe and Color had to connect it to Package King, They were using Package King to aggregate orders from different stores and marketplaces, including Etsy and Jane. BoxItUp, on the other hand, did not have a direct integration for Package King or plugins for Etsy and Jane that would let them connect directly. To make use of Package King's features with BoxItUp's warehouse system, Tope and Color needed to get them to talk to each other. The connection had to be smooth, reliable, and robust. Anything less would negatively impact operations and customer experience, and that's where FlowState came in. Flowstate, of course, is the company that is writing this success story. So Flowstate provides fast, reliable connectivity for e-commerce businesses that syncs orders, inventory, and products between 3PLs like Box it Up, fulfillment services like Package King, financial applications, ERPs, and many other services. It also provides advanced capabilities like order routing, fulfillment alerts, and end-to-end visibility. The solution, again, this is a pull quote, the solution, choosing the right delivery partner and flow state. So Rebecca and Steve used FlowState to connect Package King and box it up so that taupe and color could decrease the cost of shipping and improve their operations. FlowState helped decrease stress levels too. There's less to worry about now. The orders just happen. You can just relax and let it flow. There's not the worry of doing it manually, making mistakes, double shipping, or shipping an order late. Flow state keeps package king and box it up in sync so we can let go of the operations side and focus on what matters. And that's the end of the original story. So, a few observations about this story. The most important sentence was kind of the last one. There's not the worry of doing it manually, making mistakes, double shipping, or shipping an order late. It was not the final sentence. It was next to the final. That is the most important sentence. It's the last line of the story, the next to last line. And all of those problems are mentioned at the very end. I think this represents some missed opportunities. So I interpret this quote to mean that since these bad things are not happening anymore, they were happening before. So in addition to shipping being very costly, which is what the headline is about, Rebecca and Steve were also facing a lot of mistakes, errors, and stress because of this situation. It wasn't just about the cost. And the line we can let go of the operations side and focus on what matters. Now, I'm going to infer that this is another problem or frustration they were having, which was that managing orders and shipping was taking away time from designing and building new products for their market. Not only frustrating, but potentially disastrous from the point of view of being able to continuously meet the market demand for new items. There's also a throwaway line in the results, not formatted as a quote, FlowState helped reduce stress levels too. I'm going to infer that the client actually expressed this as a problem as well. So we have the headline that talks about cutting shipping costs in half, but aside from that, nothing that really speaks about the impact of this problem on the company until the very last line of the story. It also expresses this transformation as the absence of those problems, mistakes, late shipments, and double shipments, but not as a positive transformation for Rebecca and Steve. So, what am I going to do to transform the story? So I'm going to take all these observations and the few small inferences I made. I think you'll agree those inferences are likely justified, although I have one more big inference that is an example of something that I'm sure I could get some some information, a quote from the customers about. And I'm going to rewrite the story. So one of the things I often say about the customer success stories you read about on companies' websites, they left the good stuff on the cutting room floor. I have high confidence that Steve and Rebecca talked about their stress levels, that they were highly concerned about the viability of their company in the conditions, that they were super frustrated with the shipping problems that were happening and causing customer dissatisfaction. But those emotionally engaging complaints didn't make it into the story as published. It's because technology marketers think that buyers use rational decision-making to choose the solutions they buy And this is, of course, actually not correct. One of the fundamental rules of thumb about persuasion is that people make decisions emotionally, then justify their decisions rationally. So to move a prospect over the finish line, or even to get a prospect to express interest in your product or to have interest in your product, you need to appeal to them emotionally. You can't just use facts. So using all that information, here's my version of that story. I left some of the narrative parts out about how the company was started and things like that that would be added back in so here's what I came up with it's not totally polished but I wanted to show how I would transform the story given what I was able to read between the lines and a few inferences that I make so here's the new version Rebecca and Steve were tearing out their hair with the stress of getting their luxury household goods to customers cost effectively and with no mistakes as their startup taupe and color grew shipping had become so expensive and challenging they were watching their profits go down the drain Manually getting all their shipping and fulfillment solutions to work together resulted in mistakes like late shipments and double shipments. The business was becoming about managing shipping rather than creating amazing products for their clients. Now, after some research, Rebecca and Steve chose Box It Up shipping platform as a key component of their solution due to its ability to significantly reduce their shipping costs. But because it had no connection to Package King, their aggregation platform to collect orders from different stores and marketplaces like Amazon, Etsy, and Jane, they continued to have to manage the process manually. Their costs went down, but their stress went up, and the errors didn't stop. Until they found FlowState. With FlowState's smart connectivity and integrations, including to Box It Up and Package King, Their marketplaces like Etsy, Jane, and Amazon, and the other key components of Taupe & Color's value chain, the story changed immediately. No more late shipments, no more double shipments, and no more stress. FlowState keeps all their systems in sync so they can let go of the operations side and focus on what matters. Rebecca and Steve could go back to doing what they do best and what they love, designing and creating great products for their customers' homes. I was really worried that the business was going to crash on the rocks of shipping of all things. But now with Box It Up and Package King and Flow State tying everything together, shipping is not a problem. And we've been able to expand the business even faster than we were before, including creating a whole new line of products that we just didn't have the ability to do before we got shipping under control. FlowState has actually been a growth engine for the business. That's the end of my version of the story. So you'll notice one additional thing I put into the story. Obviously, the original story didn't mention anything about being able to put new products into the market, and while I don't know if that was the real impact of FlowState on taupe and color in the real story, I'm confident that by removing the stress and mistakes of shipping and enabling them to get back to designing great products, there was some outcome like that. Of course, if I were to create this new version of the success story for real, I'd ask them that question, what have you been able to do with the business that you just didn't have capacity for before you implemented FlowState? And I'd get that answer, and that answer might be, well, I can spend more time with our new baby, or "I can, we can expand our market into other geographies, or we created a new product line, or we partnered with another homewares vendor in a collaboration, or simply the business is fun again. Something else happened besides they just saved money. So what did I do with this story? Well, I did roughly five things. First of all, I strengthened the problem solution transformation structure. This is the fundamental story structure. But even though the original version did have a problem and a solution, the transformation itself was weak, and the problem section left a lot of great material on the cutting room floor, as I mentioned before, and actually put it in the end. All of the implications about problems that were hinted at in the original last paragraph, I moved them to the beginning of the story to make the problem much more dire. I also made the solution into two parts. The first part was finding the right pieces, which was box it up and package king. With the focus on saving costs, but then realizing that major obstacles still remained. And then I made flow state more of the star of the show until they found flow state. One of my favorite kinds of sentences to put in there. In a great customer success story, the customer's discovery and application of your solution is that last thing that happens before the transformation. How they were failing before your solution is interesting, that's the problem piece. How their lives transformed after the solution is interesting. How they actually implemented your solution is not very interesting, it's boring. So the struggle beforehand, then they find your solution, and then the transformation. So the finding your solution typically, particularly in a short story like this is one sentence or just a couple sentences. And then finally in the transformation section, the final section, I made sure to pay off all the issues that were plaguing them in the first part the late shipments, the errors, the cost, and to show that they gained even more. In this version, obviously I said that they were able to expand their business, which I did make up, but there's always something more that they achieved or experienced, and that's what makes it a meaningful transformation. So I hope this rewriting process made sense and gave you some ideas about how to improve your own customer success stories. I'd love to hear your feedback on this process and on this episode and whether it really whether it worked for you. I love to help people make this kind of transformation in their stories, customer success stories, product stories, and even the stories of your own accomplishments, the ones you might use on a job interview. If you have a customer story that could use improvement like this and don't mind sharing the process with the world, I'd even love to have you on the podcast and we can work on it live. I mean, we would work on it together. It would be recorded. I would edit it. It wouldn't really be live. So if you enjoyed that, I'd love to hear your comments on that, you can go to the show notes at secretsofpm.com slash 102. You can leave comments and complaints there, or you can connect with me on LinkedIn and Twitter. I'm Nils Davis on both platforms. Please like, rate, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, this is Nils Davis. Bye-bye.